0: Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for moms who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds loss or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brieseke, a registered nurse, personal trainer, online fitness coach, wife, and mom of four. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and today we have a good topic. This is a topic for some of maybe you new people who are kind of getting into fitness, or maybe you've just recently been bit by the fitness bug, or maybe you just had a baby and you're trying to come back and, and dive back into the world of fitness and feeling your best. This episode is for you. And if you're kind of a little bit further in your fitness journey, I'm sure that there's some things that you can learn along the way as well. But this episode is really for people who are kind of just starting out on that fitness journey. And I know that for a lot of people, it can be really scary. It can feel really intimidating, especially in this age of comparison where we scroll through Instagram and we see all of these amazing women doing amazing things. And it can be really intimidating to start doing that comparison game of I'm never going to get there or I'm never going to look like her or I can't do what she does. And so as you're getting started in that fitness journey, I have some things that I really want you to consider. And I want you to kind of take these things to heart because they're really going to help you to be able to continue on and make this something that is a lifelong pursuit. I don't believe that fitness is something that you just do once And then like, check it off your list. That's what I did with a marathon. (laughs) I said, I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to check it off my list and then I'm never going to do it again. But that's, you know, general fitness is not that way. You're never done. There's no finish line. And so this is something you're going to to pursue throughout your whole life. And if you're just kind of diving into this world, welcome. Let's kind of buckle up and talk about five things I want you to know as you start in your fitness journey. All right. Thing number one. There is no finish line. And I kind of alluded to this uh, in the introduction, but if you can really grasp this one thing, it really changes everything. This is not a race. There is no finish line. There's no ribbon for doing something faster than someone else. And the goal, frankly, isn't to see how fast you can lose the weight or how fast you can hit a 200 pound squat or how much better you can eat than somebody else. It's not a race. There's no no end finish line. And once we can do that, and once we can step back and say, you know what, like this timeline is my timeline. And my timeline is going to look different than her timeline is going to look different than her timeline. The CrossFit gym that I go to has this phrase that I love of you versus you. And I think when we can really step back And we can say, this is not a race. This is me today versus me yesterday. And obviously, I think that's a lot easier to say than to really do. It's really easy to say, oh, yeah, don't compare yourself. Oh, yeah, don't you size yourself up to somebody else. Just look at, you know, keep your eyes in your lane, do what you're doing and like compare yourself against yourself. That's really easy to say. And it can be a lot harder to do because we're constantly bombarded. We're constantly bombarded with media, um, with, with social media and media in general of expectations that we have about our bodies and what we should live up to and how fast we should be able to change them. And so I get that that is a harder thing to implement, but I think... Stepping back, when you start to have that comparison game come into your mind, being able to recognize it and step back and remind yourself that it's not you versus anybody else, it's you versus you, and there is no finish line. I really believe that a lot of our unhappiness comes from this comparison game of I, I say turning your head side to side rather than just looking straight ahead and focusing on your goal and focusing on your pathway. We turn our head side to side and we we measure our success based on the success of other people. So maybe you may have lost a pound this week and you feel really good about that pound until you learn that your friend lost three last week. And When you start to do that comparison, it makes your little measly pound seem like not a big deal. When, if you could just focus on your journey and celebrate every single pound that you've lost, that's really going to get you somewhere in the long run. So imagine this scenario. And I think this is, is something that can kind of help us to like break out of this comparison mold, but imagine this scenario that you get hit over the head and you forget everything. So have you read the book? What else forgot? If you haven't read the book What Else Forgot, go put that on your reading list. It's an excellent, excellent read. Um, but this is like the scenario that happens to the woman in the story. She like falls off an exercise bike and forgets everything. So let's pretend that happens to you. You forget everything. Like you don't remember your name. You don't remember. You don't remember any history or your husband or your kids or anything. You just don't remember anything. And now, for whatever reason, you you decide you want to lose weight. Okay. So what if you started this weight loss? program or process, or you started weightlifting and you just, you started it with like no idea how long it would take. You had no concept of like how fast weight loss was supposed to be or how fast muscle gains was supposed to be. You just kind of started and you were like, I'm just going to see how this goes. How would you approach the process? Would you approach it differently if you were just like, I don't, I don't know how long this weight loss thing is supposed to take versus having this expectation of like, I want to lose two pounds a week every single week. Um, if you had this no expectations, you came in with no expectations, you probably wouldn't get frustrated when the scale didn't move More than a pound a week. Or you probably wouldn't get irritated or frustrated because Mary on her Instagram account lost 20 pounds in five days and you've been going at it five days and you haven't lost anything. So I think that when we can really approach this process from the standpoint of, I don't have any expectations of like how this is going to go. It's going to be a process. There's going to be good times, there's going to be bad times, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. And it is all a part of the process then we can really start to take those steps forward and really start to feel successful. And once you feel successful, you're going to be successful. I, I ran track when I was in junior high, not in high school or college, just, just junior high. <laughs> I was not super good runner, but I did run track in junior high. And I remember I ran the 440. That was my run. So if you're not familiar with like a track, like that's one lap around the track. It's kind of basically like a quarter of a mile. And so it's in between a sprint it's not really an all out sprint it's not like a 50 yard dash but it's not like a mile run where you kind of have to do a little bit more pacing it's almost an all out sprint for an entire lap and i remember that my coach used to always tell me that the fastest way to the finish line was just by looking straight ahead and that if you start looking side to side to see if someone's going to pass you then you slow down. It slows you down. But if you just look straight ahead and just look towards your goal and your finish line, then you're going to get there a whole lot faster. And I think that we can all do that a lot better by not having this comparison game, by not turning our head side to side to look at the success or the results that other people are getting, but just focusing on our goal and staring straight ahead and kind of moving towards that goal. And you're going to get there a whole lot faster. Okay, so that's number one is there is no finish line. Number two, you have to buy in. Hey, what does that mean? What does that mean to like buy into something? When you come to creating a transformation or creating some sort of physical change, whether that's losing weight or adding muscle or body recomposition, you come into the process with beliefs about your body, and beliefs about your ability to change or to see results or to achieve success. And and these beliefs are both subconscious and conscious. So we have these conscious beliefs that you may be aware of, of like things that you think you're capable of and things that you think you aren't capable of. And those are conscious beliefs. But we even have subconscious beliefs, which are things that we're not even really aware that we believe about our abilities or our bodies or things that we're able to do. If you don't believe that you can do something or that you are able to get results, then what kind of evidence do you think your brain looks for? Your brain looks for evidence to support that thought that you can't do it. And so it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't think you can do it, so then you can't do it, and then you're like, see, I told you I couldn't do it. Uh, And it's this self-fulfilling prophecy. However, if you tell yourself that you can do it, what evidence are you going to look for? Anything to support this idea that you are able to do it. I I read a lot of books, and I, I love reading, and I love reading a wide variety of books. And my dad suggested this book uh, called The Righteous Mind, and I, I highly recommend it. It's The Righteous Mind, Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion. But it really comes down to a lot of like thought process and a lot of psychology and um, and why we think the way that we do. And I've always loved this quote from this book. And in fact, when I read it, I like screenshotted the, it. I guess I just took a photo of the text and it's been in my photos for like years because I just, I come back to this this quote over and over again. And the quote is this, reasoning can take us to almost any conclusion we want to reach because we ask can I believe it when we want to believe something, but must I believe it when we don't want to believe? The answer is almost always yes to the first question and no to the second. And I think that is so powerful that we get to decide what conclusion we want to reach. And once we've decided that conclusion, our mind starts to work in ways that is gonna support that conclusion, which means if you go into a process fully believing that you're able to do it, really believing that you're able to make the changes, that you have the capacity and the ability to be able to make this transformation, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be able to make the transformation. But if you go into it really trepidatious and thinking, I'm not sure if I'm cut out for this. I'm not sure if I can do it. This seems really hard. Guess what? It's going to be really hard and you're going to struggle and you probably aren't going to be successful. But I think it's important to understand that the power that our thoughts and our words to ourselves have, and that, that's awesome because we have control over those things. So I see this so often in clients. If they come to the process thinking that they're not going to be successful, they aren't successful. And so I want you to think about that. What are you subconsciously and consciously telling yourself? And what do you believe about yourself and about your abilities? And one way, you may be asking yourself, well, okay, I, I maybe I can see some of the na- negative self-talk, or I can see that I have some of these tendencies to like not believe in myself, but how do I change that, Amber? How do I make that different? How do I change my conscious and subconscious thoughts to be able to support the goals and aspirations that I have? And so I have two things that I... Want you to consider uh, and I want you to try out because I think these are two powerful, powerful things that can be able to change the way that we speak to ourselves. And when we change the way that we speak to ourselves, we change the results that we're able to achieve. So the first thing is affirmations. And this may sound like some hippie, weirdo thing. Maybe you've heard about affirmations before. Maybe you do affirmations. But It's something that sometimes I get some resistance. People are like, that's weird. I'm not going to do that. But I want to tell you the power that I have found personally in my own life and also in the lives of my clients as I start to have me or them affirm things that we want to have happen in our lives. So if you affirm the negative, you're going to get the negative. If you affirm the positive, you're going to get the positive. Whatever you hold in your mind on a constant basis is exactly what you are going to experience in life. And so how do affirmations work? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to start to self-monitor your own talk, like your own self-talk. And there's really two steps with that. First is like recognizing and labeling it. So you have to be able to pause and recognize when you have a, a thought that may be self-defeating. We have so many thoughts that happen automatically through our brain all day long, and most of it we honestly aren't really aware of. We most of us aren't very self-aware of like what we're telling ourselves minute after minute after minute all throughout the day. And so the first thing that you have to do is you really have to start to take some of those automatic thoughts that just come and go without you noticing them and being able to stop and recognize them and label them as such. And once you can do that, then you can start to replace those thoughts and those stories that you're telling yourself with something that actually helps you and serves you. And so once we've done that, we can start to say, "Okay, what is the self-talk that I'm having now? How am I showing up for myself? How am I being critical of myself? And now, how can I change that to be more positive and to support the results that I actually want in my life?" Sometimes people think that affirmations are about putting on rose-colored glasses or about telling yourself things that, you know, aren't true just to like look at the world a little bit better or not being realistic. But affirmations are actually about retraining the brain to see things in a different perspective. Remember that quote that I read about how reasoning can take us to any conclusion that we want to believe in? If we want to believe in ourselves or our abilities to get results, then by affirming it over and over, basically we're just retraining our brain to be able to look for ways to be able to achieve that result. Um, and and it really helps us to become inspired to take action based on whatever it is you believe or you want to believe about yourself. So with affirmations, there's a couple things that you want to consider. Um, one is that you need to have repetition. You can't just like it's not like you can say an affirmation once and be like, oh yes, now I love my body. I love where I'm at. You have to repeat this, this affirmation. It's just like you can't do one push-up and like, be like, awesome, I'm fit now. No, you had to do lots of push-ups over time to be able to um, continually to work at that fitness. And the same thing is with affirmations, is that you know, starting from day one, you need to repeat that affirmation multiple times throughout the day, multiple days, in a row. Um, and you just have to keep coming back to it. And as you do that, and as you retrain your brain to think and, and, and look for the positive and look for the things that you want to accomplish, it is going to reward you by helping you to accomplish those things with affirmations. You definitely need them to be positive. You want affirmations to be positive. So you don't want to use words like don't like I, uh don't want to skip the gym uh because what your mind processes is the skip the gym part not the don't so you want to keep affirmations positive and in a way that that is charged with a lot of emotion so something like I love the way my body looks and feels something that has a pos- positive charged emotion and that is is in the positive sense You also want to make sure that affirmations are in the present tense, as if they're already happening right now. And this one can be hard for people because they start to think, well, I'm not there. Like If I had the affirmation, I slide into my jeans easily, they take their jeans and they're like, girl, I do not slide into these jeans easily. I cannot say this to myself because it's not true. Uh, but you want to put that affirmation in the present tense as if it's already happening. And then what you're doing is you're training your mind to get to that place where that has already happened. And your mind is going to help you to get your body to that place. If you're new to using affirmations, understand that your affirmations may feel uncomfortable or weird at first. That does not mean that it's not going to work. When I was in fifth grade, I got contacts for the first time. I got Glasses in second grade and contacts in fifth grade. And when I got contacts for the f- for the first time, I am someone who has astigmatism very bad. And so I have gas permeable lenses, which are not the soft, squishy lenses that most people have. It's a very rigid, hard lens. And so when I was learning to put this lens in my eyeball. It was very uncomfortable, and I remember at first I couldn't even take them out because with gas permeable lenses, instead of like grabbing your lens and pulling it out like people do with the soft lenses, you have to do this thing where you put your hand on either side of your um, of your eye and you like pull it in like a squinty motion and you blink and it pops out. And I couldn't do that at first, and so my uh, ophthalmologist gave me like this tiny little plunger, like it looked like a toilet plunger, but it was like super super miniature. And so what I would have to do is I would have to literally take that plunger and plunge it onto my eye and pull out the contact. So before, until I could learn to like do it the other way. And so I remember I came home and I was showing my best friend how I had to take this contact out of my eye and like put this plunger into my eye and pull out my contact. And I remember we were sitting on the counter of the bathroom and all of a sudden my best friend passed out and she fell off the bathroom counter and passed out because it was so gross of me like putting this in my eye. Um, but it wasn't comfortable. It was not comfortable to like put this contact in. I felt it in my eye. It felt weird, it felt awkward. I didn't like it. And it took me a long time to feel comfortable. And now I put my contacts in and it's like I don't feel them for the rest of the day because it's something that I've gotten used to. And it's the same way with affirmations. If you're new to using affirmations, they're going to feel weird. It's going to feel weird to start saying things out loud to yourself about who you are and who you want to be. That's going to feel weird. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, okay? I think there is so much power in having control and 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 power in our lives by the words that we say to ourselves. And so some of my favorite affirmations, if you're looking for affirmations, okay, so you're like, yeah, I, I kind of see the power in this. I kind of want to get started doing this, but I have no idea what I would say to myself. Well... I got you, girl. First of all, I put together a whole resource about affirmations and it's all about how to get started with affirmations. It gives you some ideas of ones to use, kind of how I suggest using them. So if you want to grab that how to get started with affirmations freebie, go to www.bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash for download, and you'll be able to download that freebie to get you started with affirmations. But some of my my most favorite affirmations are when I get overwhelmed, particularly for myself, I repeat the affirmation, I'm right where I'm supposed to be, or everything is as it should be. So I'll repeat that to myself to remind myself, overwhelm comes because you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be. And I reaffirm to myself that I'm right where I'm supposed to be in this journey, whatever journey it is, whether it's business or personal relationships or fitness. And then the second one that I use a lot is when, you know, we all have days when we don't feel on top of the world where we feel like, you know, I'm not quite the person I want to be or accomplishing whatever I want to accomplish and in those days, I like to use the affirmation I love and accept myself as I am or the words I am enough. Both of those are kind of go-to affirmations for me. And then the second thing I said there's two tools that I use personally and with my clients to be able to help people to buy in to their ability to be able to make change in their life. And the second thing that I use is affirmations. And I got affirmations, and I kind of found the power of affirmations when I was in high school. I had a coach. I played volleyball in high school, and my coach was awesome, both about teaching me and and the rest of the team about goal setting and also about visualization. And so before each game, we would have 5 to 10 minutes where we would warm up and we would like, you know, practice our spikes and practice our um, serves and whatever. And then we would take five to 10 minutes and each of us was to go find an, you know, kind of a quiet place. And we were supposed to lay down on the ground with our eyes closed. And he wanted us to walk through the visualization of us hitting the perfect spike or acing our serve or getting a perfect dig. And so we would run through in our in our mind this visualization of us achieving greatness during the volleyball game. And then we would all come back together, and then we would start the game. And so I learned in high school the power that there is in visualizing yourself actually doing what you want to do. And I think visualization is such a powerful exercise coupled with affirmations to be able to really get our mind to see what it looks like for us to be successful. And as we run through that in our mind over and over and over again, and our mind sees that picture and that movie that we can create in our mind of what success is going to look like and how we're going to feel and the crowd that's going to cheer, then we start to believe that we can do it. And we start to make action and make headway towards making that happen. So number two was that if you're just starting your, your fitness journey, you have to buy in and you have to buy into your ability to make change in your life. Number three, you will mess up. All of us, everybody on this earth is fallible and you can ask anybody. Nobody is perfect and nobody does 100% of effort and 100% of the things they want to do every single day. It just doesn't happen. And I think we, and we intellectually know this But we still get so down on ourselves when we do mess up or when we, or when we deem something a failure. And I want to talk just a little bit about this idea of a failing. And I, I don't, I truly don't believe in failure. Um, I actually don't even really like the word failure because, um, I think it has this connotation that like, I, I mean, technically, if you're speaking technically, failure is just, used to describe not getting the results that you want or expected, Um, which is fine. But I think that we carry so much emotion with failure that I think doesn't need to be there. Um, That when you do something, you either get the result that you wanted or you get a lesson. And so neither of those is a failure. Neither of those is bad. It's just either you get a result and you can do that again and you can replicate that result or you get a lesson And you realize, okay, maybe that's not how I want to do things. And now I have that lesson and I can continue to move forward. And so I think when we can really view failure or slip-ups or mess-ups in that light, it becomes productive and it becomes helpful in helping us to reach our destination faster. So I think it's really important to understand that we get to control the story surrounding a success or failure. And we get to really tell ourselves what that what that means. What does that failure mean? What does it mean about you? What does it mean about your experience? And when I talk about the difference between stories and facts, I do this a lot with my clients um, because I think it's really important that we really start to distinguish what is a fact in your life and then what are these stories that we have surrounding it? Because stories can be changed. Facts can't be changed. Facts are, are concrete. They're unchangeable, but stories surrounding those facts can be changed. I think this is really well illustrated when i ran my marathon. so i've run exactly one marathon in my life. it was a bucket list item and i checked it off and i said i'm never going to do that again. but when i was preparing for my marathon and training for it, i decided, i set a goal that i wanted to run a sub 4 hour marathon. that that was my goal, a 4 hour marathon. and i, you know, trained for it and i didn't really know what I was capable of because I'd never run a, a marathon, but I felt like a four-hour marathon was something that like I was physically capable of doing. And so on the day of the marathon, I actually ran pretty... like I had a pretty fast pace during those first 13 miles. And then I got to, to mile 20 and I smacked right into the wall. Like if you... I don't know. I'm not a runner, but the people talk about hitting the wall I hit the wall like super hard and I was incredibly depleted. I just felt like I couldn't finish. And luckily at that point, my dad and my sister and my husband were right on the side, like I passed them. And so they actually got out onto the race and they ran a little bit with me, but I'm sobbing. I'm like so tired. I'm so depleted. And I just like, I really didn't think I was going to finish. Um, but they they ran about a mile with me and I kind of like fell back into a rhythm, like reminded myself I could do this and I kept going and uh, I finished the marathon and when I got my time my time was four hours and 31 seconds so I was 31 seconds over my goal and I was fine with it like it you know it is what it is <laughs> that was that was my experience and I didn't quite hit my goal but I was 31 seconds over and it's not the end of the world so for me like, it was a little bit disappointing. I didn't hit my goal. Like, that's fine. Um, but the the, the um, fact was, was that my time was four hours and 31 seconds. Like, that's the fact. But the story that I told myself around that fact of like, ah, oh, it's kind of disappointing. I'm, I wish I could have done better. Like, it's not, a, you know, I didn't do my best. That was the story that I told myself surrounding that story. Whereas somebody else... Some of you guys out out there might be like, "Girl, if I ran a four hour marathon, I would be freaking elated," and it may be true. Um, this the fact could be that you know somebody runs a four. 31 minute, 31 second marathon. I run that or you run that. But the story that we tell ourselves or how excited we are about it or what we think that that means about our abilities is completely different. And that's based on perception. And so when you can really start to understand that, you can understand that when like we deem something a mess up or when you feel like something's a failure, that you get to interpret that situation however you want to interpret it. And if you want to interpret it as a failure and make this story about how you're never going to be successful or you're never going to amount to anything, then you can do that. But you also have power to change that story and really create it into a story of empowerment of like learning from, you know, your experience and being able to move forward to be able to be more successful in the long run. So if you can really approach life and approach your weight loss journey, and approach your strength gains journey with the what can I learn from this attitude, rather than the what does this mean about me attitude, everything changes. And so that's, what, that's my challenge to you. I want you, when you start to feel like you're messing up, or you, you deem something a failure, that instead of approaching it of like, oh, this means I'll never be successful. Oh, this means I'm the worst. Oh, this means I'm a failure. Approach it with a what can I learn from this attitude because I truly believe there's no such thing as failure, that you either get a result or a lesson, and it's up to you to take both and to continue to move forward. So that's number three. You will mess up. Number four, and this is a good one, you cannot hate your body thinner or healthier. And I think that this is something that is so important that we as women A lot of us really struggle with this is that we have this idea that our body is bad, that we don't like the way it looks, that we hate the saggy skin, that we don't like our cellulite. And we just hate, 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 nitpick, nitpick, nitpick. And for some reason, we think that if we do it enough, that if we punish ourselves enough, that we're going to get thinner or healthier or more beautiful. And if that actually worked... Don't you think it would have happened by now? I think that we have this idea that it's going to work, but it doesn't. It doesn't work in the long run. And when I was in uh, finishing up my undergrad degree, I was just newly married and my husband and I lived in this tiny, tiny like little apartment. We used to laugh <laughs> because our apartment was so small that when people would come to visit, we were like, let us give you the tour of our apartment. And we would take people to like the center of our apartment and like literally standing, there was like one spot that you could stand and you could literally see every single part of the apartment from that one spot. Like that's how small it was. Um, so we'd be like, here's the tour. Stand right here. You can see everything in our apartment. Um, but I remember that we had this tomato plant that we decided to plant outside. We got this pot and we like put this tomato plant out. And um, we lived in these brick apartments that were, you know, facing, I don't know which way they face, but the brick would get super, super hot. And so a couple days went by and I like forgot to water the, the darn tomato plant and the sun was like baking against the brick and the brick was reflecting that onto the plant. And the tomato like ended up baking out in the sun and totally ended up dying and didn't produce any tomatoes. Um, But my point is, is that that tomato plant died because it didn't have enough water, because it was getting way too much like heat and way too much sun, and the conditions around it weren't um, weren't helping to produce anything. It wasn't it wasn't helping that that plant to thrive, and it ended up killing the plant. Um, And We are just like the tomato plant. Everything that is living, plants, animals, people, we thrive better in climates that nurtures us and that encourages growth. And your body is just like the tomato plant. If you give that your body hate and bad thoughts and criticism, that climate is not going to produce any growth. If instead you give your body patience and love and commitment and treat yourself kindly, your body is going to thrive in a way that it can't without those things. When you talk bad about your body or you say negative things about your body or you think negative things about your body, it goes back to what you say in your mind is what happens in your external reality. When you say, things that you don't like about your body, you're way more likely to treat it in a way that ensures that outcome that you're telling yourself. Again, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy. So I want you to consider this. I don't believe that you have to love your body. Okay. I don't think that you need to love your body to have a healthy body image. You, You can be totally indifferent to your body. Okay. Or just not really think about it. So you don't have to full out love it. You can just be indifferent but if you hate your body, that is going to backfire on you. And this goes into what I was talking about before of like what we make facts mean and the stories that we have around facts, because the fact may be that you have a 40 inch waist, or the fact may be that you weigh 300 pounds, but that's the fact it's the stories around that, that you tell yourself that, you know, because I am 300 pounds means that I'm unlovable or because I have a 40 inch waist, that means I'm lazy and unhealthy. When you start to take those facts and make them mean something about you as a person, it is not going to produce an environment that is going to help you to grow and and develop into the person that you want to be. Health and fitness is above all a tool to help you become the best version of yourself. It is meant to enhance your life. It is not meant to be your life. And so I think it's really important to understand that there is a big difference between wanting to lose weight or transform your body because you despise how you look. And you think by changing it, that it's going to finally make you happier or it's going to finally make you feel more confident or it's going to finally improve your self-worth. There's a difference between that and losing weight or transforming your body because you enjoy the process, you enjoy the challenge, and because it makes you a better version of you apart from the physical changes. Like Separate from the aesthetic aspect, because physical fitness creates somebody who sets goals. Because physical fitness and nutrition create someone who feels better about themselves, who is kinder, who like is a better mother. Um, I think when we can approach physical fitness and nutrition from the fact that it helps you to become a better person, rather than the fact that it's like you hating. Yourself and having low self worth, you're going to be so much more successful in the long run. And that brings us to number five, the fifth thing that I want you to know if you're just starting out on your fitness journey. And that is that transformation happens from the inside out. So often we think that if we could just change our physical appearance, if we could just lose weight, or we could just change our size that it's going to change us on the inside. It's going to make us happier. It's going to make us more confident. It's going to make us kinder. And that's backwards. That's backwards from how it actually happens. Transformation happens first on the inside. And when you can change the inside, that changes the external reality. What you see externally is really just a mirror, a reflection of what's going on inside of you. I love this quote. As within, so without. It's this idea that like, the things that are going on inside of you, the words you say to yourself, what you believe about yourself, um, your level of happiness, all those things that are happening within you create this external reality. As within, so without. And so you can have all the tips, and you can have all the tricks, and you can have the perfect macros, and you can have the perfect exercise plan, and you may see results in the short term. But if you want lasting transformation, you have to become that person on the inside first. And that what you become on the inside first is then revealed externally. And so, I really want you to come to this process with that understanding that what is so wonderful about fitness and the challenges that you come when you focus on your diet and your nutrition and seeing what your body is capable of is that it refines you and it changes you and it shows you what you're capable of and it builds confidence and it shows you that you can set goals and you can accomplish them and that your body can do so many amazing things. And that is the transformational process that happens. As you start to believe that and you start to understand that about yourself and you start to realize how much power you have, it is that transformation on the inside that then bleeds into the external transformation that you end up wanting. So let's kind of recap those those five things. Those five things that I want you to know if you're just starting your fitness journey and you're just getting into this process. Number one, there is no finish line. There's no finish line. There's no gold star. Number two, you have to buy in. You have to believe that you are able to be successful. Number three, you are going to mess up. It's plain and simple, like you're going to mess up and how you deal with that mess up is way more important than whether or not you mess up. Number four, you cannot hate your body thinner or healthier. You got to give your body an environment in which it can thrive and hate and disgust and nitpicking is not that environment. And then number five, transformation happens from the inside out. And if you want to have transformation externally, you have to start internally. And and having that transformation start on the inside and work its way outward. I hope that as you're starting on your fitness journey that that these things can be something that you kind of come back to. And as you hit different points in your journey, some of these are probably going to ring more truth than others. If you are wanting to get started on the affirmation practice, which I talked about, which I really highly suggest, I think you're going to find so much power in affirming to yourself the things that you want to believe. Go to www.bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash for download, and you will be able to get that free um, document that I've put together of kind of getting you started with the basics affirmation and giving you some ideas of how to do it. Thank you so much for being here. Please, please, please. I would love it if you would hit the subscribe button. And then if you would leave me a review on iTunes and Hey, you know, while, while you're on your phone to shoot this episode over to somebody, this is a new brand new podcast. I'm trying to get the word out. To share this with people who will find value in it. So if you found value in it, hey, take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories, post it on your Facebook, tag me in it. I would love, love to be able to hear what you think about the podcast, hear what you think about the things that I'm saying and hear how it really is impacting your life. That is a wrap for today. I am Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up sister friend.